Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hi there, it's Gina Gardner here, and I'm so pleased to join you on Passionate World Radio. My theme today is gratitude. Research has shown that gratitude has enormous benefits to your sense of well-being. The act of being grateful has the capacity to change the quality of our lives in the most amazing ways. There's now a growing body of research which demonstrates the impact of being grateful on a regular basis. Those who regularly practice being grateful enjoy greater feelings of positivity. This in turn leads to far greater levels of energy. So if you often feel emotionally drained or fatigued, you may find that incorporating greater levels of gratitude into your life will help you feel more positive and energised. They found that there was a direct link between those who showed higher levels of gratitude and those who demonstrated high levels of emotional intelligence. Now, those who have high levels of emotional intelligence are able to manage their own emotional state more effectively. They get on with and manage people better and are far more likely to achieve success both professionally and personally. And one of the reasons for that is they're much better able to read other people and adjust their interactions accordingly. They demonstrate higher levels of empathy and enjoy better relationships. People who regularly experience gratitude were also found to be more forgiving to others and themselves. And whilst forgiveness is not the theme here, I think it's worth just saying that holding on to bitterness or hurt where people have been upset or abused is corrosive. It's like giving yourself the poison and expecting the perpetrator to die. The victim is tied to the past and the impact is likely to continue spoiling their present and their future until they're prepared to forgive. And it's important to recognise that forgiveness does not mean condoning or forgetting. I've worked with many abused people and there's a huge transformation as soon as they've been able to forgive their abusers and with that forgiveness has come freedom. And I'll be exploring that in another show, the whole theme of forgiveness of yourself and of others. Because forgiving yourself is equally important. Forgiveness here is not about letting yourself off the hook. I mean, far from it. It means putting things right where that's possible and making amends, and learning the lesson that experience offers, and then moving forward. So, whilst forgiveness is a, a separate theme, the ability to show gratitude enabled people, facilitated their ability to be for forgiving. So it's a really important aspect of gratitude, I believe. Gratitude was found to be a great antidote to anxiety and depression. 
My experience with client entirely supports this view that incorporating gratitude on a daily basis has a profound effect on a client's levels of anxiety and depression. It lessens both. Furthermore, the positive impact of, is sustained over time as the brain learns to focus on things differently. Another benefit of feeling grateful was found to be greater social connection and interaction. Social interaction is incredibly important in supporting well-being, minimising loneliness and isolation, and creating a sense of community. The research identified that those who were grateful on a regular basis also enjoyed a greater quality of sleep and had fewer headaches. It's not so much what triggers the feeling of appreciation, I believe, so much as choosing to be in the moment enough to notice. The busier we are, the easier it is to miss the wonder of the world around us and to take things along the way absolutely for granted. When your focus is on worrying about something which has happened in the past or being so busy chasing targets and goals that are in the future, it's easy to completely miss out on appreciating the here and now. Evidence is mounting that incorporating gratitude into your life can make a significant and positive difference to the quality of your life. So I believe it makes sense to develop an ongoing habit of gratitude into your life. But why is it that gratitude has so much impact? I believe it's because of the way we attach how we feel, particularly our sense of happiness and well-being, to achieving goals. As soon as one goal is fulfilled, we set another and another, asking increasingly difficult things of ourselves to achieve that state of happiness, and it then becomes even more difficult to sustain it. The problem is made even more challenging because so many of us create a set of impossible criteria which have to be met before we will allow ourselves to feel happy. It's the I will, I'll be happy when syndrome. I'll be happy when I've got the perfect job, the perfect partner who never nags, a big house, loads of money in the bank, children who never squabble and do their homework and tidy their rooms without being asked. You get the picture. In the unlikely event that they're close to achieving those goals, more goals are added to the list so happiness continues to be elusive. Dan Sullivan talks about chasing the gap. He's referring to the gap between where we are now and where we want to be. As we move forward, instead of allowing the gap to close the criteria required for us to feel we've achieved the goal, these goals are extended out into the future, and this leaves us with a sense of dissatisfaction and postponement. He suggests that rather than focus on the gap between the present and the future, we would be far better if we focused on the gap between where we are now and where we've come from. So instead of focusing on what's missing, the focus is on what's been achieved, how far you've come, and the skills, expertise and experience you've gained along the way. I urge you to express appreciation and gratitude 
for what you've learned, your achievements, all of the things that you can do now that you couldn't do before. Celebrate your success, and doing that elicits far greater feelings of happiness and joy, and the more regularly you do it, the greater the impact. The only thing we actually have is this moment. Before we know it, this moment has passed and we'll never regain it. Collecting gratitudes helps us make the most of each precious moment in our lives. What's even better is the strategy costs you nothing. It's really easy to incorporate into the busiest of lives and it works incredibly well. For me, it's a no-brainer. Why not give it a try? Understanding how our brains work is quite helpful in this, I think. Our brains are rather like an old-fashioned vinyl record, and just as the grooves in the record enable us to listen to the same tune over and over again, our brains tend to think in repetitive patterns. Our thinking determines our emotional state, and that in turn governs our actions and our words, or lack of words and actions. Unless we consciously recognise the pattern and choose to do something differently, we are as stuck in the groove as if we were a record with the needle playing the same tune over and over again. That's great when the thoughts are positive and empowering. However, if we get stuck in a pattern that's negative, limiting or disempowering, the person involved becomes more and more negative and less and less well-resourced. Gratitude works as an incredibly powerful antidote. I've found that where clients have actively incorporated opportunities to feel grateful in a systematic and regular basis in their lives, the results are amazing. Within a very short time, usually within a week, Clients have reported that they're feeling better resourced and more able to cope with their situation. Instead of focusing on all the trials and tribulation, their brain has begun to focus on the great things in life. It started to become recalibrated to look more positively. And the incredible thing is that the positive way of thinking very quickly becomes a way of being. However challenging your life may be, there are always things you can appreciate and feel grateful for when you choose to look. I know from a personal experience that choosing to focus on the positive things and being grateful helped me enormously when I was wrestling with the challenges of not being able to walk, particularly when it happened for a second time. To harness the power of gratitude can be really easy. I've used the following exercises myself and with my clients, and all my clients reported a significant change in their general mood, their ability to cope, and their levels of happiness. These exercises can be easily incorporated into your day. It's when they become part of what you do that the real magic happens. Now, it takes 28 days of doing something consistently to create a new neural pathway in the brain. And 
It's that new neural pathway that actually helps you establish that habitual pattern of behavior. So if you're going to do these exercises, I really urge you to do them for a month and see how you get on. My first exercise is called Collecting Gratitudes. It's really important that you don't overcomplicate this. As you go through each day, look for things which give you pleasure, things that you can appreciate, things which perhaps you've taken for granted but would miss if they weren't there. You may appreciate and be grateful for a great cup of coffee in the morning, a good meal, meeting friends, a hug, a phone call, or a stranger smiling at you. Watching your child while they play or asleep, playing with your pet, or watching a good film and appreciating that you are in the warm on a cold day. It's entirely up to you to identify the things you notice, but make it easy. Just notice them, and as you do, acknowledge that you are grateful for them. Notice where in your body you feel the emotion of gratitude, because it's going to be useful when you come to recreate that later. For me, nature is a great source of things to be grateful for. I love flowers, so the sight of a beautiful garden, a vase of flowers or a single rose gives me great pleasure. I love to watch the clouds changing shape or the rain making patterns on the window. Watching the moon rising behind the cedars in the grounds of where I live also gives me great pleasure, as does a beautiful sunset. I'm not so keen in getting up to look at sunrises, but I think they're absolutely beautiful. For you, it may be the sight of the sea or watching wildlife in your garden that gives you pleasure. At the end of the day, just before you go to sleep, Scan the day, revisiting the things you chose to be grateful for. You can't have too many. But having done that, choose five to focus on fully and revisit your initial feeling of gratitude. Recreate that feeling within your body. Allow it to expand and fill you up. It means you will go to sleep focusing on positive things. If you make this part of what you do on a regular basis, it will very soon become an installed pattern of behaviour. Now, we know from the study of the brain that plasticity, that it takes 28 days of doing something on a regular basis to create a new neural pathway. I said that earlier. It was thought until fairly recently that as you got older, the plasticity in your brain disappeared and it was more difficult to learn new things. We now know that that's not true. What we do know is true is that the more you actually learn new things and you challenge your brain to do things differently, the greater the plasticity will be. We need to install a new neural pathway if we want to install a new pattern. So this is about doing things regularly and consistently. And it's actually far better to do small things regularly than to do a grand gesture and not keep it up. Another very specific way of collecting gratitudes is to do it in this way. Find a quiet place where you won't be disturbed. It doesn't take long. Five minutes, I would say, max. 
Take three deep breaths. Breathe through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you breathe, allow yourself to relax. If you're not driving or operating machinery, you might like to try it now as we go through it. So take each deep breath, breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth and breathe deeply and make sure you empty your lungs when you're breathing out. Think about five things you're grateful for in your personal life. As you identify each thing, allow yourself to really savour the feeling of gratitude. Just think about that for a moment. What are you grateful for? As you finish that, think about five things to be grateful for in your professional life. Maybe you've met your deadlines that day, or that your client was pleased with your work. It could be you were grateful for the support of a colleague or that you had a good journey to work. Now, even if you don't like your job, there are still things to be grateful for, and one of those may be the pay packet at the end of the month. Now think about five things about yourself that you're grateful for. I've found that clients have found this area more difficult to do than any of the other gratitudes. So many people have issues around self-worth and confidence. However, there are huge rewards from learning to appreciate who you are, wobbly bits and all. A greater sense of self-worth and confidence and the capacity to deal with life's challenges are all greatly enhanced when you learn to appreciate the amazing, creative, unique person who is you when you're being your genuine, authentic best self. There is only one of you. Celebrate who you are. And even if you're a twin or a triplet, then you're still a unique person, a, a totally independent person. If you're finding doing this exercise a bit challenging, focus on the things that you can do. I can make a great cup of tea. I'm always there for my friends. I have a warm smile. Focus on each gratitude in turn and really embrace the way it makes you feel. Think about where in your body that feeling is situated and imagine that feeling expanding. Again, at the end of the day, Revisit your set of gratitudes. Repeat the exercise each day, but try to focus on different things to be grateful for each day. Good luck. I do hope you're going to try both these exercises. I'd love to know how you get on. You can contact me through the website on https colon forward slash forward slash genuinely hyphen you.com. You'll also find lots of free resources on the website, so do go and have a look. If you have a particular issue you'd like me to cover in a a future episode, then please let me know through the website. Just sending you all love, with my very best wishes, Gina. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. 
please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.